I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Hello, everyone. Kia ora. Welcome to another installment of Let's Get Political. This is following on from our last episode where we talked about Biden and Trump's backgrounds. Over the next two episodes, we're going to be talking about where Biden and Trump stand on key policy issues. We sure are. So today we're going to be talking about COVID-19, Black Lives Matter and the defund the police movement, LGBTQ plus matters, cannabis and guns. So a pretty hefty episode today. It's a lot. But if you want to know where Trump sits and where Biden sits, listen along. So here's the story, folks. So, first of all, if you want to hear about the backgrounds and the histories of both Joe Biden and Donald Trump, you can go and listen to our last two episodes where Ruby discusses Biden and I discuss Trump. And we've done a similar thing today where Ruby's done the research on Joe Biden and I've done the research on Donald Trump so we can bring you both perspectives on different policy issues. Shall we get into it, Rubes? Yeah, let's go for it. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? So Trump obviously is the president right now, so we do have a bit more of a feel about how he actually reacts to a lot of these policy issues that we're bringing up. Basically, a little brief rundown of his administration. He is very much America first. So we know this because he is very nationalist and super anti-interventionalist. He doesn't like getting involved in things, unless they're things that he actually shouldn't be involved in. And then he loves to get his fingers in all the pies. Basically, at the RNC, which just happened... They announced their platform for their 2020 campaign, which was that they have nothing new and pretty much no platform. I think it's pretty much just laziness from Trump's team. They've blamed it on the pandemic, but their platform is to run with a severely shortened version of their 2016 platform. So that's just, you know, where the current president's standing now and how much um, he gives a shit about his campaign this year, I guess. And it goes to show that they clearly think that the past four years have gone quite well if they're going to keep, you know, that same rhetoric. Either that or it means that they haven't achieved anything that they set out to achieve so they've just kept the same platform Mm. because they have the same goals. Anyway, let's start with COVID-19. So this is arguably, you know, one of the most pressing issues of our time. We are in a global pandemic. We all know it. We're all living through it. And... America has the highest death rate and the highest amount of cases. So they're the center of it. They are. And Trump has done nothing to help that. He quite literally seems to not care. Um, He acted way too fucking slow to put people into lockdown at the start. 
There was no cohesion in his response. He wasn't listening to science. He wasn't listening to the experts. Do you remember how he refused to wear a mask for so long? Mm -hmm. And then do you remember also when he said the only reason that there were so many cases was because the US did too much testing, so they should slow down testing? Or when he insisted that Americans should inject bleach? Oh. So his response has, yeah, it's been, it's been fucked. And he likes to call it the Chinese virus, just, you know, so that his racism can also so show through. So blatantly racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can basically measure Trump's response to COVID-19 by looking at the state of the country. As you just said, they have just passed 6 million cases. And their death rate has soared past 180,000. So I don't know if Trump still believes that COVID is just going to go away. His rejection of any sort of sense and his lack of empathy and, you know, even his lack of help for those unemployed. Like, it it went from 6.2 million people unemployed in February to almost 30 million now. So it's like he has just failed on all fronts. And let's not forget that in 2018, Trump fired the entire pandemic response team. That was there for instances like this one. So, yeah. And there's not that much else to say, you guys. You know how America's doing with COVID. Mm. Well, when it comes to Biden, I mean, of course, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about are Biden's campaign promises. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't actually look into the future and know Mm -hmm. how these are going to go, but this is what he's outlined that he is going to do. So, you know, keep that in mind with everything that I'm going to say. When it comes to COVID, Biden has said if he and Harris takes office, whatever the state of the pandemic looks like, they will, for one, listen to the science, which I think... We all need to be doing right now. Should be a given, shouldn't it? Yep. Ensure that public health decisions are informed by public health professionals. Mm -hmm. Restore trust, transparency, common purpose and accountability to our government. So, you know, we've seen that with Trump. There's been a whole lot of like his fake news and just back and forth. There's been a whole lot of confusion. So, So much distrust. Just having a really clear outline of what the government is going to be doing will be so helpful. Mm-hmm. Also, which is a huge one, reversing Trump's decision to withdraw from the World Health Organization. Yes. So along with this, he also wants to provide free testing for all and hire 100,000 people to help set up a national contract tracing program. So this is great considering all of the people who have recently lost their jobs. Another big thing is that it looks like he wants to take a much more federal government approach rather than a state-by-state approach, which I think has been a huge downfall of the US and where a lot of the issues and where the cases have just gotten out of control because there's been such different guidelines from state to state. And so he really wants to take back that power. And I think that will be a great place to start. And Biden will also invest... $25 billion into a vaccine manufacturing and distribution plan to make sure that a vaccine is distributed in an equitable and fair way that is guaranteed to be free for all Americans, which that promise is, I think, a huge relief Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah, Trump wants to do that too, but he just wants to buy them all up before anyone else can get their hands on them and turn it into a bit of a moment of US power. And I've been seeing he's really been trying to rush the process of getting through a vaccine. Rush the process of getting through everything he Mm. wants to do, doesn't he? So, I mean, 
unfortunately a vaccine is a long it's a very long process and there's been a lot of talk about him wanting to get one through before the election because no doubt that would help him but I mean, he also that wanted, just sounds dodgy. He also wanted the country to be back open by Easter. Yeah. So look how that turned out. He cannot be making any predictions. What I say is what I say. Okay, so this next issue is something that America has been grappling with since its independence. Black lives mattering in America. Mm-hmm. So let's see how Trump has dealt with the latest resurgence in the Black Lives Matter movement and then the calls to defund the police or at least reform the police. So Trump has claimed that he is the least racist person that there is anywhere in the world. Uh, Number one, I am the least racist person. But he basically hasn't done shit with condemning anyone involved in the murdering of black people or the white supremacists that go out there to fuel hatred and fuel racism he actually seems to be quite empathetic towards them. So we talked in the episode about Donald Trump all about his racism and his responses to the far-right rally in Charlottesville. But during this Black Lives Matter movement that we're seeing today, he's continued to show absolutely no empathy for the murder of the likes of George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain and countless others, nor has he taken a stance on um, the recent shooting of Jacob Blake. He defends the people who are on the wrong side of these things, basically. And there actually is a wrong side to racism. You can't be objective here. No. Racists and white supremacists are on the wrong side. So, um... Basically, Trump hid in a bunker at the very start. He used tear gas and rubber bullets on his own citizens so he could get a photo op in front of a church. He's labelled Antifa a terrorist organisation, but he has never labelled the KKK one. He continues to deploy the military onto his own people. And to be quite honest, there will be no justice, nor will there be peace while Trump is president. So in terms of defunding the police, he's repeatedly kind of disavowed this idea of defunding it, and he's turned it into attack against the Democrats, equating this idea with abolishing the police entirely. So he's pretty much taken defund the police and tried to put his own spin on it, saying if you defund the police, you'll have no police and it's just going to be anarchy. What Trump actually, I don't think, even realises is that his administration has actually been proposing to defund the police through budget Mm. cuts, but Republicans have put in no promises to reform, which is the issue, like, you can't just cut police budgets and then not have any sense of reform. And, of course, this isn't the defunding the police that the progressives want, where it's taking that money from the police and putting it back into the community. No, it's just his administration is suggested budget cuts so I don't even know if Trump knows that to be honest he also does encourage this bad police behavior so from day one his administration standpoint has pretty much been to deny that any increased accountability for police officers is needed in February 2017 the attorney general Jeff Sessions announced the administration would no longer pursue civil right lawsuits or investigations of alleged police abuses In August, Trump restarted the flow of military equipment to police departments and Trump himself has tweeted, whenever someone got too frisky or out of line, the Secret Service would quickly come down on them hard. So he praises this behaviour by police. He doesn't do anything to stop it and 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's a case study that we're living through. So if you want to know how Trump handles the Black Lives Matter movement and calls to defund the police, look around. What about Biden? How does he sit on all this? Well, Biden, unfortunately, also does not support defunding the police. He's actually flip-flopped a bit on where he stands here. I think that this is kind of trying not to alienate himself from any particular group of voters Mm -hmm. and rather trying to appeal to everyone. Uh, Ultimately, though, Biden so far appears to not want to defund the police. However, he does want to reform it. And this is overall what the Democratic government does seem to be standing by is reforming rather than defunding the police. Mm -hmm. Biden, unlike Trump, does acknowledge, though, that racism exists in America. And this has led to disproportionate incarceration of black and brown people. Mm He, however, rejects defunding the police, saying resources should instead be tied to maintaining the standards. Now, I'm not sure what standards that he wants to maintain here, but if he's referencing to the situation right now, this is definitely not something that we want to maintain. Uh, He does, however, want some funding for the police to be redirected to social services like mental health, and he has called for a $3 million investment into a community policing program. Mm -hmm. He has proposed policies to reduce incarceration, address the race, gender and income-based disparities in the justice system and to rehabilitate released prisoners. Furthermore, he's proposed a $20 billion grant program to incentivize states to invest in incarceration reduction efforts to eliminate mandatory minimum sentences and end the death penalty. It'll be really interesting to see um, kind of the power that Kamala has here because she has done a lot to reform the policing system during her time at the Senate. And obviously she has a long history with working with the cops. Mm. And so she could have some really good input here, I feel, if, if Biden chooses to listen to it. And his stance on defunding the police, I think definitely will be strategic In the polls, many Americans have indicated that they do not want the police to be defunded. And while we know that this idea is not just to let criminals run wild, I think a lot of people are simply uneducated on what that term actually means and therefore they're scared of what they think it means. Yeah, it sounds really radical, but, and this is a shameless plug, if you guys want to go and listen to our episode on what does defund the police actually mean, you'll hear, like Rube said, that it's just the wrong term. Defunding sounds like you want to completely strip them of all money and resources, but it's actually like, take some of the funding away from the cops, put it into the communities. So I see how that's a strategic thing because yeah. it sounds so radical. He's trying to appeal to the voters, which unfortunately politics is a bit of a game. You want to get as many voters as you can. Also, just a note to Biden's past, he did support the tough on crime position in the night. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 1990s. However, his policies do show that he no longer supports or wants to put any of these tough on crime policies forward. Mm. 
Tough on crime was the theme back in the 90s as well. It really was. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, gaining support for the black community, Biden's greatest liability has been his mouth, as usual. Um, One recent gaffe he made was on a talk show where Biden said, if you've got a problem figuring out whether you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. Yeah. I wish so hard he didn't say that. This was a bad one. It was quite obviously an extremely arrogant and presumptuous comment that completely disregards the black vote as if he simply got in it by default. Because he's not Trump? Over Trump. The racism and oppression of America's black community is not just a Republican Party thing. Mm. It is built into the foundations of America. The, The Democrats are not free from blame and still have a lot to prove that they will be a trusted ally to the Black Lives Matter movement during this time. The Black Lives Matter movement was a strong fixture of the Democratic Convention, Mm -hmm. which was a couple weeks ago, where Biden-Harris and many of the speakers, including the mother of Eric Garner, who was, of course, killed by police in 2014, addressed needing to stand against structural racism that is so prevalent right now. But what a lot of activists are looking for is to see action where Mm. all this talk is. So it's really going to have to be something that Biden is going to have to prove. Yeah, and, and just going back to the convention, compare that with Trump's convention where he got the two white people and aimed their guns at fucking protesters. So Yeah, like, the fact that they are had like a platform. the heroes. Disgusting. And I think it's also important to remember that while Biden is not perfect by any sense of the word in these issues, I think being able to demand change like defunding the police is so much more possible under a Biden presidency than a Trump presidency. Yeah, well, it's not possible at all under Trump. Mm. Quiet, quiet, quiet. So the next thing we want to talk about is where both nominees stand on LGBTQ matters. So again, you can just look at Trump's history of being president and see where he stands, but I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. Trump's not an ally. In no way, shape, or form is Trump an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, even the fact that Trump doesn't tweet in honor of Pride Month, like despite several of his aides telling him to tweet in honor of it. Like that's just a small thing. He's obviously on Twitter all the time. Just um, I don't know what else does he do all day no, apart from be on Twitter. I know. There was no rollout of a coalition aimed at LGBTQ plus voters by his campaign, despite the preparations that had already been made to form one. Um, His embassies overseas were told that they couldn't fly the pride flag. Wow. He's an arsehole. Trans people have been a target of the Trump admin from the get-go. Almost immediately after Trump took office in 2017, the administration rolled back on an Obama-era memo directing schools to protect trans students from discrimination. Sorry, they chose to roll back on that. Mm. Like... Why was that even something he put his energy into? Like, repealing something. Anyway, he does it all the time. That July, Trump also announced his decision to ban trans people from serving in the military. In May of 2018, the administration went after trans prisoners too, deciding that in most cases, trans people should be housed according to their assigned sex at birth. Just weeks ago, the Department of Housing and Urban Development also proposed a rule that would allow homeless shelters that receive federal funding to house trans people according to their birth assigned sex as well. So just flat out denying how trans people identify. 
Queer people have also been under attack from the Trump admin. I mean, we all saw the way that he treated Pete Buttigieg when he was running for president. So even though marriage equality is now the law of the land, the White House has taken steps to limit or undo gay rights in quite a few key policy ideas, such as lobbying to give religious adoption agencies the right to refuse same-sex couples. Trump nominated two conservative Supreme Court justices during his presidency, but in a surprising turn of events, they decided in June that queer and trans people can't be fired for being LGBTQ+. Which Trump was not that, Trump didn't want to happen. Trump was hugely critical of that ruling on Twitter. Basically, he's just, he's not an ally. He doesn't do anything to further the rights of anyone in the LGBTQ plus community. Or just to even make them feel safe. No. He just doesn't give a shit. It pisses me off. Where does Biden sit on this, Rubes? Mm. Well, he has not always deported the LGBTQ plus community. And actually, he voted for the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996, blocking federal recognition of same-sex marriages. And in 1994, he voted to cut off federal funds to schools that teach the acceptance of homosexuality. So his history, actually hugely disappointing. However, again, Biden has reversed his opinions. And this was shown especially in 2012 when he was actually the highest ranking Democrat to initially endorse same-sex marriage, which helped prod Obama, who was of course president at the time, to take the same position in an interview a few days later. So this is a really positive development from Biden's part and I mean he is a product of his time which isn't an excuse but it is a reality. It is a real shame that the only people that can actually have a chance at being the president right now are white cisgendered straight males Mm -hmm. like that is it's disappointing and it is what it is but yeah it is disappointing. Yeah and people are allowed to feel that way. Yeah. Absolutely. So if President Biden will put forward the Equality Act, which he will enact in his first 100 days of president as a top legislative priority, this act will guarantee that the LGBTQ plus individuals are protected under existing civil rights laws. He will also reverse the harm caused by Trump and Pence to the community, including reaffirming the Civil Rights Act, which prohibits employment discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity, which was reversed by Trump. Fuck that guy. And Biden will also reverse Trump's transgender military ban. So Biden is somebody that I think we can look to as an ally. Yeah, and I am really sorry if I brushed over a lot of what Trump's done to the LGBTQ plus community by, you know, just outwardly saying that he's not an ally. But he's reversed, like you just said, a bunch of things that make LGBTQ plus individuals feel safe. And just feel equal as equally human because we to have the same rights as another human being yeah it's it's actually so fucked up and and backward i don't want to feel like i've downplayed that but um well there's just too much that you can't even get into it all Mm -hmm. as far as same-sex marriage i am for traditional marriage right robes let's chill out a bit and talk (laughs) about cannabis so trump 
himself has been pretty quiet on cannabis, actually. It was quite hard for me to find any... Probably because he does a lot of it. Yeah, he probably does, allegedly. (laughs) Um, But basically the Trump administration has taken positions against marijuana and the easing of laws regarding marijuana. He did say during his 2016 campaign that he favoured leaving the issue of legalisation of marijuana to the separate states, but his administration has upheld the prohibition of cannabis on a nationwide level. Unfortunately, in 2018, Trump's administration revoked the 2013 Cole Memorandum, which was an Obama-era Justice Department policy that asked federal prosecutors not to pursue marijuana prosecutions in states where it's legal. So Trump has... It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Even if cannabis is legal in your state, Trump still wants federal prosecutors to be able to prosecute Mm. people that have convictions with it. So it doesn't make sense. And nor does Trump putting his energy into reversing another of Obama's laws just for the sake of it. Yep. Anyway, so when it comes to Biden, he hasn't actually taken a definitive stance on legalizing marijuana either. He would decriminalize the use, which would mean that they would pursue fines instead of jail time and would move to expunge records for using. He'd also remove federal enforcement in states that have legalized the drug, so what Trump just reinforced. Mm-hmm. He would also move marijuana off as a Schedule One narcotic, which is currently in the same category as heroin. However, he would not take it off the illegal drug schedule entirely. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, he won't legalize cannabis on a federal level. This has kind of puzzled quite a few Democrats as the polls overwhelmingly show that they are for it. However, he has been quite quiet on what he thinks about this. Mm, so is Trump. Maybe it's a sign of the times, their age. I think it is. Yeah. But it's really interesting that some states it can be legal and mm. like some and then some states it's like, no, you'll go to jail. That is why America baffles me. I know. Like, just get some cohesion. Oh. Okay. And so last but not least for this podcast, we are going to be talking about guns. <laughs> guns. This is now... The gun show. (laughs) Cringe. Okay, so Trump likes guns. He hasn't really done shit on reforming the rules around them. Again, he's he's been a little bit to and fro. I don't really know where he sits on it, but I'll just give a few examples of his thoughts surrounding guns. So in 2017, Trump signed a bill into law rolling back another Obama-era regulation that made it harder for people with mental illnesses to purchase guns. So guys... He rolled back that. When gun purchasing should be more heavily regulated across the spectrum, it seems weird to reverse any regulations about buying guns. But he said that people with mental illnesses um, should be able to purchase guns easier. Also, the Trump administration issued an official rule banning bump stocks, which are used to convert semi-automatic guns into automatic weapons and are what often used in mass shootings but then he also wants to arm teachers so i'm going to quote him here he said an attack has lasted on average about three minutes it takes five to eight minutes for responders for police to come in if you had a teacher who is adept at firearms they could very well end the attack very quickly so he wants the teacher to you know get out there shooting people yeah god and then 
To sum Trump's views up, this is what he said after the mass shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. We're talking to a lot of people and a lot of things are in the works and a lot of good things and we have done much more than most administrations. And it does. It's not. Really not talked about very much. But we've done actually a lot. But perhaps more has to be done. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is not a laughing matter, but he makes it a joke. His whole presidency is a joke. Mm. Like this whole time, I haven't even been able to give you specific policies where he's moved forward on things. It's all just repealing Obama's Mm. policies. It's his only platform. His ego can't take that anything Obama still exists within his administration. Anyway, what does Biden have to say about guns? So Biden does have a record in favor of gun control, thank God. In the 90s, he was a top Democrat in getting both federal background checks and a 10-year assault weapon ban enacted. In Biden's presidential campaign, he wants to introduce a sweeping gun control plan that includes universal background checks and more resources toward the enforcement of existing gun laws, among other things. Mm -hmm. However, of course, in America, this is quite a tricky issue and it would also really require the Democrats getting control of the Senate to be able to pass a lot of these things that Biden does stand for. We'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Because in America, if you take away people's guns, they can see it as taking away some of their liberty. And that's what Americans are about, eh, is their liberty. They consider it like a human right. So everyone, that was a part one to some of the policies and issues facing America and where Donald Trump and Joe Biden stand when it comes to them. Mm. I hope you learned a bit. Stick around because we will be releasing part two on some more very pressing issues such as abortion, immigration and climate change and where Biden and Trump stand on these issues. As always, you can find us on Instagram at The Shit Show with a whole bunch of underscores or at Shit You Should Care About. Our website, shityoushouldcareabout.com and our Facebook group, Shit You Should Care About Squad. Lovely to have you around with us as usual. And if you liked this episode, please leave a nice review or share it to your Instagram story. We love to see it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.